When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Minnesota Vikings have been around since 1961. And I just want them to win a damn Super Bowl before I die. Welcome to Before I Die with Judd and Jesse on Purple Daily and Score North. Well... I'm going to enter today's episode a little bit somberly. It is the final episode of the season of Before I Die because our Minnesota Vikings once again have let us down, have not reached the Lombardi Trophy before we die. So we, you know what good news is? We're on for another season because we haven't achieved that ultimate goal. I mean, really, what are we going to do, guys, when the Minnesota Vikings eventually get there? We're going to have to rename, rebrand, all of that stuff, which is unfortunate for us and for the audience who have come to adore and love us all. You know, that's a very good point. We we would have to basically go back and rethink the entire strategy. Yeah. And, the, like, think about how much the Vikings' perception towards the team would change, too. Like, if they won a Super Bowl, the entire perception of woe is us is gone. It's like when, when the Cubs won the World Series in 2016, right? The entire perception of the franchise changed. So for right now, we are in good stead. And the fact is we will enter the 2024 season next summer with the Before I Die mantra very much alive and well, Roscoe. We may end up having to reach out to, what would the Cubs call it? Cubs Daily, Boston Red Sox Daily. Heck, even maybe we go back about a decade to uh, Seattle Seahawks Daily and ask them, how did you guys handle success when you finally had it and you won a championship? To your point, Judd, I don't think it's going to happen within the next handful of years, so I think we're okay here on Before I Die. But oddly enough, by being okay, that actually means we're not okay. Yeah. So let's win one before we die. I mean, the good news is it's still Minnesota sports, so there'll be still something for us to whine and groan and piss and moan about. There's always something. We could switch over gears to... To wild hockey. I know you guys love when we talk hockey on the show. Don't worry. You'll catch Judd and I talking hockey on a plenty of other different channels. Myself over at Bardown Beauties. For those of you that don't know, Jesse Pierce, Bardown Beauties, NHL writer, frequenter on Judd's Hockey Show. He's Judd Zolgad, Mr. Positivity, our, our favorite sports dad here in the state of Minnesota. And we've got producer Ross Ross, the Minnesota Vikings, keeping you alive. Why? Well, the pain. 
It lets me know that I'm still alive. I know I'm not dead because of Minnesota Vikings pain. I mean, a lot to get into, a little bit of it with the Vikings. We're going to get to your guys' comments from YouTube, which we always love. Again, thank you to everybody for the engagement all season long. That's been so fun. The good, the bad, the ugly. We're right there with you. We feel that pain each and every week, and we appreciate you guys engaging with us, giving us new talking points and things to consider, things to respond to, all of that. Uh, the one chant that I really in particularly love from Wild Card Weekend, which was a really fun weekend, some very predictable outcomes, some very unhinged chaos chaotic outcomes as well the cry eagles cry chant that i saw with the eagles falling to the buccaneers by a devastating 32 9 loss i love that because philly fans they're nuts they are absolutely insane and not in the fun buffalo bills way that is insane they're just mean terrible people so cry eagles cry instead of fly eagles fly boys i'm really enjoying that one eagles fans deserve whatever comes to them and so (laughs) i'm i'm with you like they are i mean they and and i I don't know what happens inside that stadium because I've been to Phillies games, Flyers games. I've never been to a Sixers game. But my experience has been that the fan bases in those stadiums, they're hardcore, but they're not crazy. But because the Eagles play once a week and it's just surrounded by drunkenness, I I mean, it makes the drunks in U.S. Bank Stadium seem like a tea party. So, yes, I'm with you, Jesse. I think that if the Eagles fans are being trolled, especially with their jackass coach, I have no problem with that. (laughs) And the beautiful thing here, Jesse, go back to 2017 when the Vikings lost to the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. You have Nick Foles doing the skull chant at whatever they call their football field now i'm blanking on that lincoln financial field thank you lincoln financial field then they come then they come here and win the super bowl and they're doing the Foles chant at u.s bank stadium which i'll be honest yeah i don't really particularly like the philadelphia eagles either but hat tip that's one of the all-time great troll jobs you're doing your own version of the skull chant in the home of the team you just stopped from going to the Super Bowl in their own stadium. Then you go there and you rip off the chant by instead of saying Skull, Foles, it's brilliant. So, what, five years later, seven years later, we're now doing the opposite with Cry Eagles Fly? Cry Eagles Fly? Cry Eagles Cry? Cry Eagles Cry, which is Whoa. Fly Eagles yeah. Fly, go to victory. Just a stab to his pole in the Philly. I love it. I don't even it's, care. Yeah. If it's done in the right way and it's not... Eagles fans, they do some stuff that you don't want to bring kids to a game, and I don't Jack agree with asses. that. Exactly. Yeah. But if you do it in a great, brilliant way that is not actually going to hurt or really offend people, it's brilliant. Yeah. Cry, I mean, Eagles, cry. Sports, brilliant. That's what sports are. Bittersweet yes. weekend for us Minnesota Vikings oh, fans was as we watched the Green Bay Packers advance past the Cowboys. McCarthy's probably out, right? He's no longer the coach in Dallas. I can't imagine that went well post-game. Uh, but Green Bay upending the Dallas Cowboys 48-32. The Detroit Lions take down Matt Stafford and the Rams for a 24-23. I thought the Lions were going to blow it, you guys. That was one game I was super excited about because little unknown fact, maybe known fact, I love Eminem. And if you guys saw Eminem released like a fun little message about Matt Stafford, you can't do this to me, man. You got to give me this for the Lions because M, obviously a Detroit native, huge Lions fan. Uh, I love Eminem, so I want all the good things for him in life. I know Judd's looking at me like you had no idea I was a big Eminem gal. No, I thought, no, I guess you're that of of that, that age. Oh, yeah. I, I was trying yeah. to, to do the math, but yeah, you you would have been right right in the eight mile when that came out, right? 
even before that. I mean, I can do okay. the whole freestyle verse for M. Like my dream, I will never get starstruck by anybody. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I can, I can. What's a small town girl like you being a big Eminem? That's great. It's, Good for it's, you. It's Dre. Like when Dre and M and all those guys performed in L.A. at the Super Bowl a couple years ago, I literally had tears of joy. I was so incredibly wow. happy. It was that was my moment. That was my everything. Judd, whether inadvertently or inadvertently, during your Eminem talk, almost just broke out into Journey with just a small town girl. <laughs> well, so, yeah, that's that's. Yeah. That, Oh, and and here here's my two cents too. I, I just have a brief thing from the 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 weekend of football, and your Eminem thing made me think of this. All right, the Taylor Swift thing, okay? Oh boy, and her dancing and like uh, like the Kels, uh Mrs. Kelsey, like the like where they're all swaying. Um, that broke out on X as this big thing because a couple of you know Yahoo men panned it and said, you know, Taylor Swift ruins football games. I think the vast majority of human beings who saw that liked it. Yeah. I th- yeah. Like, like that turned into to this, you know, why are there men like, th- do you know how small that faction of men must be? <laughs> like, it was awesome. <laughs> it was cool. And by the way, everyone at, at a football game should have fun. It's freezing cold there. It's miserable, right? Ooh, now she's yeah. in a suite. But I mean, I thought that whole thing was, and I think I think the uh, the majority of males would agree with me. I thought that was awesome. I thought that looked like a lot of fun, and it's a football game. And you know what? If a guy had done that, the same the same couple of guys that ripped her never would have ripped it. So let's be clear. I think the majority of people enjoy stuff like that. Oh hell yeah! I mean, I I'm not a Swifty. I don't mind some of her music. I don't dislike it. I went to the yeah. concert for the experience of this monumental uh, eras tour, and that was it was fun. I had a heck of a time with one of my friends from college. But also, I just don't understand the animosity and hatred toward it. Like she's bringing this whole new fandom. Swift, they're a little crazy. They're a little yep. unhinged. But so are football fans. So really, it's kind of this perfect storm. Like you guys are both insanely crazy about your team people are insanely crazy about taylor swift they do crazy things just like men and women do crazy things for their football team i i love it it's bringing a whole new genre to watching football not that the nfl needs any help getting new faces and eyes toward it like i would love for her to have dated maybe a hockey player or even a lacrosse player some obscure sport that we could bring more attention to nfl certainly isn't one of them but uh, i don't think she could handle a hockey player let's be honest i think she's too sweet and innocent for that although kelsey Seems a little fun and crazy, more my type of guy, but whatever, she can have them, that's fine. True. All I really want to know, what impact, if any, did Taylor Swift have on Peacock setting the record for the uh, most streams ever of a live sporting event? I'm assuming she had to have some role in that, right? I mean, people... I know we, we people were going to complain about it. I'm one that kind of complained about it, having to put a, a, a game like that on Peacock. But, you know, I'll get over it. If you really want to watch it, you'll pay the few bucks. I want to I want to get into the... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but, but obviously, a, at least a chunk of that had to be Swifties because they knew she was going to be on TV. Are we not all enjoying Peacock? Like, I have Peacock. Is that something that people don't have on the reg? Like, people I don't, don't want to get... That. It's just, you're I you're get, too young but this is the same thing when cable came around. Same okay. exact thing. Yeah. Okay. I got to pay for something? Why should I have to pay? Why, why do I have to pay more? Yeah. I mean, Jesse, when cable, same thing. And, you know, I can't watch this or I can't watch that because as it, 
And this has been this fight has been going on forever. When in the early '90s, when ESPN two emerged, it was not carried by a ton of cable operators. They're like, we have ESPN, we don't want a second one, right? So what they did one arbitrary winter night, very very wisely, was they put the Duke North Carolina ACC game on mm. ESPN two and said, okay, you're not going to get that game. And everybody called and complained, but they eventually said, oh, we need to carry that. It's This is the same thing. Yeah. yeah and I get it. It's expensive. It's, it's, it's not fun if you don't want that, but too bad. If you want to watch sports, you're going to have to pay. And yeah, I am exhibit A. You should see my cable bill. Yeah. Well, and that's it, Judd. And I always say I pick, I pick and choose. If something shows up that I really want to watch, I might cancel another subscription for a month or two and add that one. Peacock, I already have it tacked on. I'm already paying for it. I'm not getting it for yeah. free. Although I do know with my rewards, if once I'm a member for like seven or ten years, I'll get it for free. Whoop-de-doo at that point. The streaming thing to me is always going to be interesting because, Judd, you and I have talked about this. I am paying way too much for cable, but I know it. And a part of the reason why I'm doing it is I'm paying for the convenience of knowing that everything is in front of me and there's no issues. So then for me personally, it it gets a little annoying if there's a game on a streaming platform that I don't have that I might have to pay for. But, you know, whatever. To your point, if you're a sports fan, if you really want to watch it. I hate to say this, but you're just going to have to get used to it. It's just mm-hmm. that's that's how it's going to be going forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I do. I feel I feel for fans, me being one of them. It's yep. a it's and a it tough. Co- go. It adds up. It adds up. Being I a sports want- fan is expensive. It is. It's not fair. I did say we did recently switch internet at my household. We are no longer Comcast people, which was a big deal for us. I've been a Comcast person for a long time. Oh, uh, yes, I'm, a, I'm an Xfinity Comcast guy. No, I, we tried this... something new. $50 a month. That's all we're paying. We were paying upward to $200 uh, for just internet without your, cable. Now, your connection you know, today might speak to Yeah, I was just going to oh, say, no, Jesse. Yeah, I was just going to say, Jesse, in a loving way for the producer... This describes the last few weeks of your feed. Oh, okay, okay. So, so, uh, yeah, so you might want to consider getting Xfinity you, back in that you, house pronto. Yeah, or you may need to talk to them and tell them you need a faster connection, or oh boy. run around your house right now and take everything off the Wi-Fi. I mean, one of those two here. See here, I'm like, oh, yeah. proud of myself. No, you know what? Though, no, you're saving 150 bucks. Who cares if we can't see you half the so, time? Exactly. It's just my voice. <laughs> listen to my words. Just listen half to my words. Time. That's all you really need, anyway, guys. My words, which I told you guys that the Detroit Kitty Cats were probably, Ugh. possibly the real thing. Judd, yeah. you were you were against it. Do you believe now after they? One, they are moving on. They will play Sunday against the Buccaneers at 2 p.m. on NBC Peacock. But uh, how do you feel about Detroit advancing? I know in Minnesota we have a tough time swallowing that because we are all so bitter. We haven't won things. You know, Detroit sets this record. It's been forever since they've been there, yada, yada. Are you happy for Dan Campbell and, as I noted, my boy Eminem? Or no, not so much. I'm happy for Lions fans. And, yeah, I didn't believe. In in fact, this – this weekend was the hat trick of me ha- having uh, predictions and feelings shoved in my face. I, I need to see a therapist because <laughs> I said Detroit. I, I said, I don't believe in Detroit. The Packers, I think, were two and five. And after the Vikings uh, spanked them in Green Bay, I said, George Love, come on. This isn't the re-. since then he's been lights out. And I said before the season on Purple Daily that Tampa Bay might win two games all year. And now now. 
they did win a bad division, but you know, they just won a playoff game against an Eagles team that went in the toilet. So I really was faced with a lot of my own demons and I might need sports treatment now because I'm not sure how to process my way through this. Cause damn it. Jordan love looks good. <laughs> Detroit looks for real and Tampa Bay not only didn't win two games, they're going into the divisional round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Roscoe, what do you think? Is Jordan Love another franchise quarterback for a team that obviously hurts for franchise quarterbacks, a.k.a. the Green Bay Packers, who, J.K., don't hurt for franchise quarterbacks ever? Well, Jesse, you know uh, my thought because I think I eloquated this last year and early on this season with you guys. So you go back to season one of Before I Die, season two of Before I Die. Early on. Effective? Early on. What was that? I, I said it's like True Detective. It is. Yep. Yeah, we have, we have seasons now because we get a now break. Thor's off. Thor, <laughs> yep. Thor was Thor's yeah, off yeah. this season. I'm yeah, on. Yeah, Thor. And then one of us oh. won't be back next year. We'll let the comments decide. Oh boy. <laughs> I never wanted to jump on Jordan Love last year before he was really even playing, and then this year he started off hot, and then to Judd's point, he really regressed. And you're thinking, okay, maybe we dodged a bullet. But I never totally jumped on board there because once you've seen it for 30 years, I kind of need to see your quarterback looking bad for more than five weeks before I say he's not going to be a franchise quarterback. Sorry, Judd, that was kind of an indirect shot at you. But that's where I'm sitting at. But (laughs) the, the Packers winning doesn't necessarily surprise me because of their opponent. I will be legitimately surprised and borderline worried if they go to San Francisco and win. I will say this about the Detroit Lions. I am happy for their fan base. And I don't like to legislate how people fan. And like, what is what is a true fan? You can be a fan in many different ways. I know this fan right here. I'm not cheering for the Detroit Lions. I think this is disgusting. I think it's annoying. It bugs me. And it largely bugs me because my own team is incompetent and can't get to where the bleeping Lions are this year. <sighs> The Lions, the Lions, uh, maybe maybe Baker Mayfield does it again. At this point, it seems likely the Lions are going to the NFC Championship game. The Detroit Lions. What happens if, if they play the Packers? And that's if, it. If they play the Packers, happen. oh my gosh, I don't even want to talk about this. I'd pay to watch your head blow off your shoulder. <laughs> I, I would cheer for the Lions. Again, if the Lions keep winning, whatever, that to me is annoying. Green Bay winning is actively killing me. But I have said, I love the Jaguars, but I've always loved the Jaguars for their ineptitude. If the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Detroit Lions beat the Minnesota Vikings, not necessarily not necessarily to a Super Bowl, but if the Jacksonville Jaguars or Detroit Lions beat the Vikings to winning a Super Bowl, I may just quit. Like, that's an absolute... That's a GD slap in the face, if you know what I mean. If the Jaguars or Lions beat you to winning a Super Bowl, what is even the point? Like, what is the point in following the Vikings? So I'm, I get it. It's a Ross problem. I get why people are happy for the Lions, but I would turn it well, back on you and say, do you really think most Lions fans are cheering for the Vikings in an NFC Championship game? I vehemently dispute that they would be cheering for the Vikings. Let me... So why are we cheering for them? Stop it. Well, we're not Stop cheering it. for them. I'm cheering Who's for cheering? Eminem. I don't under- well, okay. understand. Jesse is I'm not. I and mom's spaghetti. A... Mom's yeah. spaghetti. I don't give a rip. But, but but here's the thing, too, though. If you watch these, these games, and, and I talked about this on Purple Daily with Phil as well. If you watch these games, you know what the key is? you got to be able to run the football. Yes. you got to yep. be able to run yes. the football. And the Vikings, and the Vikings can't don't... run the football. Yeah, they don't so want like, to. 
so like, but I'm, I'm sick of hearing Waldo Viking. I mean, the, the NFC, look at how wide open. If Kirk doesn't get hurt, blah, blah. This team couldn't run the football. Yeah. The Green Bay Packers went into Dallas and absolutely spanked. They kicked their ass. And not just on the scoreboard. They kicked their ass physically, right? Um, Detroit, Detroit had 25 rushing attempts. The Packers had 33 rushing attempts. This time of year, you got to run the football. And the, the Vikings absolutely positively this season refused to run the football. And in January, you got no chance if you can't have a ground game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We've said this before, or at least I have, and I want to get your guys' take on this, and we're going to get to a bunch of questions from YouTube. But if Kyle Shanahan can't win this year's Super Bowl with now the Eagles, who obviously faltered, and Dallas out, and again, whoever he plays in the AFC is going to be a good team. But if Kyle Shanahan can't get it done this year with what him and John Lynch have built in San Francisco, it might just not ever happen for Kyle Shanahan, especially in the NFC. The Red Sea has parted. It is wide open for you. You get to beat a Packers team or play a Packers team that I don't think can really stop anybody. I mean, obviously they yeah. got their win, but that was a separate issue with Dallas probably just being in their own heads. And then you're likely maybe going to host a statue in Jared Goff in the mm-hmm. NFC Championship game. Or, or a Buccaneers team that's playing in over their heads that shows up at the NFC Championship game. This has to be the year that Kyle Shanahan gets it done, right? It just has to be. If not, then the door opens back up for our guy, Kirk Cousins, to San Francisco, one would think. What would you guys trade to get C.J. Stroud? Everything. Everything. Would you trade <laughs> Everything. Justin Jefferson to get C.J. Stroud? You could work out a three-way deal. You know, you ditch Kirk, get C.J. here, Why get J.J. Texas? up. Trade you now. Now you could just trade. Saying, they won't do it, but I would trade everything for CJ Stroud. Jesse well, just casually sucking on uh, what is that? Uh, mince or beef jerky? Or... She's ill, and I okay. saw her last night in the press box, and now I'm afraid I'm going to get sick because I talked to you and I didn't know you were sick. Yeah. All of those, all of those sick particles of the flying Vikings through lose, the air so. that I found out about back during COVID. Oh my God! I didn't have a mask on. Um, well, we we actually did an episode earlier today. Purple Daily focused on trading Jefferson and like what you would have to get and and like what would trigger you not to hang up the phone and like three first round picks. I Stroud, you're, you're not going to get. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of ways this could definitely go. I do not think that they will trade Justin. But all of this being said, I think we are seeing right now a pivotal, a pivotal upcoming months, spring and summer for the Vikings as far as what they, they do because 
The Lions look formidable for sure. The Packers are, I, I agree with Ross. I think their defense is still uh, pretty much a mess, but their offense, Jordan Love looks good and the Bears are coming. And so you, you're going to have to make decisions and you cannot keep everybody. Like you can't just be like, well, let's we'll side Jefferson and we'll keep Kirk, we'll keep Daniel. At some point in time, the rest of your roster is going to suck because of that. So this is one of the most pivotal off seasons and interesting ones that I can recall, because the Vikings are faced with decisions here, and the wrong decisions will leave them at the bottom of the division for a year or two. The, the only question is, are those geared towards? coming back up or are they geared towards you screwed up on judgments which ultimately would likely uh, cost at least Quasi's job yeah if you're bad because the plan is to be bad that's awesome if you're bad because the yeah exactly if you're bad because the plan was to keep putting lipstick on the pig or putting band-aids on to remain in a competitive rebuild and it comes and bites you in the you know what then that's awful. And that yep. that can't happen. And I think, Judd, we've talked about this many times, Judd and Jesse, on the pod. And, Judd, I've heard you talk about it on the flagship Purple Dailies. That's what scares me, that I think they may lean that way. And, again, maybe that works for next year. Probably not, but maybe it does. But eventually that won't work. At some point you do need to start over. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know it's this, this off season. This feels like a good time to lead into our comments from YouTube. Comments from YouTube. We're going to rattle through a bunch of them, and I'll just let you guys respond because nobody cares what I have to say. But I will set up the questions. I'll give you a follow-up, and you guys just go. This comes from Purple Pain Forums. I like that name. This one's a bit long. It's the longest one, but I, I think it's the full context I think is important here. I don't understand this notion of needing a veteran quarterback on the roster when you're trying to develop a rookie. That's Sean Mannion syndrome. Our quarterback whispering head coach is a former quarterback, and it's his job to develop one. If you want to help a rookie QB, you ditch Kirk and his $40 million salary, and you use that money to invest in a better interior offensive line and a better run game. Love that comment. Thank you, Purple Pain Forums, and so did Jesse's dog or Stella. Somebody else loved that comment. The question, The question is... Is a veteran or bridge quarterback even necessary on this roster when you factor in, yeah, Kevin O'Connell played quarterback, he's the play caller, do you really need a bridge quarterback? If you go with a rookie, do you really need a bridge on the roster? Yes. That's my gut instinct. I like the idea of it. It just There's an element of safety there. I'm not that big of a risk taker sometimes, so I enjoy an element of safety that a bridge quarterback will bring you. You're not going to have all the C.J. Strouds. Look at Bryce Young, right? I mean, it can be very hit or miss with your rookie quarterbacks. I'm I'm sure Bryce Young could be better, but would he be better having learned and taken that time to succeed underneath somebody? Possibly. So that's that's the conservative Jesse in me saying, you know what, let's hold off. Judd, what's your take? Uh, My take is this depends on what your perception is. I don't don't think it's that the older quarterback has to mentor the rookie. I think that is, by the way, overblown a lot. Like quarterback, if I'm an old guy, there's no, and and guys have come out and talked about this, there's no like mandate of you have to help coach this kid up. That being said, I think in the Vikings case, we're talking more of do you need somebody to start the season? Like do you want to throw in said – 
rookie quarterback immediately or give that guy a little bit of time to learn. So I think the bridge thing is far more about who's going to play and when than bridge guy is behind the rookie and he's helping because the, the person that wrote that is right. Like Kevin O'Connell and the coaching staff can help, um, but you might not want to start the rookie on day one, which, as we've seen from the Packers' last couple quarterbacks, might be a good idea, although I wouldn't make them wait three years. I agree with both of you guys. Bridge quarterback is here just to let the other guy sit, marinate, and learn a bit more before mm-hmm. you throw him to the fire. Cameron Wolter, 7744, says, If they can't bring back Daniil Hunter, that will be a huge failure on management, given they didn't take the opportunity to trade him during the season and then lose him for basically nothing. Mm-hmm. My question to you two, on a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a failure would it be to not re-sign Daniil Hunter? Eight and a half. Especially because, I don't know if you guys saw, Brad Spielberger came out with, who does the PFF cap situation, he came out with a very reasonable expectation for Daniil Hunter, which is far below what we were expecting Hunter to enter in. His his prediction was three-year deal that comes to a total of $65 million with an annual average. Uh, of about $21.67 million per season, which would make him only the 10th highest paid edge rusher per annual value. So that's not bad, right? That being said, that's what makes the failure go up in my book. Yes, you wanted to get something for him. If you were to move him, you can't just lose him. I hate losing players to free agency, and that goes at all sports level, especially high-impact, high-value players. Like, There's no reason you shouldn't have been able to make a move and make something come to fruition for a player that's going to be on such high demand. But especially now that he seems he could be more affordable heading into the offseason, it would be um, a complete failure for the Minnesota Vikings. I'm only saying 8.5 because, again, 10 just seems very aggressive for me. I'll call it a nine for all of the uh, reasons that Jesse just stated. And also this, Kwesi did the thing I hate the most. If you guys recall, Cousins gets hurt. The deadline is basically approaching. It's like that week. Um, And Kwesi said, well, I went and talked to the players, and they all said they want to go for it. Screw the players. They're always going to say that. Your job is not to listen to the players. Your job is to make the best decision for the franchise. So when Kwesi says, well, I, if, K- if Kwesi says, I kept Daniel, but now he's going to walk away and I'm going to get nothing? I'm going to get nothing for him? Dude, that's a failure on your part. It's a nine. But I mean, and, and Jesse, you're exactly right. If he comes back for what Spielberger says, it probably goes to a 10 in my book. Because that's a reasonable contract, especially yeah. if it's short term. Uh, but I absolutely hate listening to the locker room unless they're really good. Like it's one thing if we're on the precipice of a Super Bowl and they're like, we need this. And I'm like, OK, I'll go get that. Uh, but, you know, if we're cooking burgers in the back and you're like, oh, you should do this or that. Screw you. I'll do what I want to do to improve the club. And if that and and if that means, a, you know, a conditional like second or first round pick for for Hunter that was passed up on, uh, I object to that greatly. Yeah, I need and Judd to coach a team. I just need him to coach a team once. I just I don't want to coach. I want to be a GM. I don't want to coach. Yeah. I don't want to coach, but I want to be a GM and I want to pick apart. I want to pick apart that that team and I want to kill dreams. So you know that if you're not dreaming of a Stanley Cup <laughs> or a Lombardi, we ain't dreaming of a playoff berth. I think we can make the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, that's great. You know what? Last time I checked, making the playoffs, nobody remembers you. Do the Minnesota Myth have a GM yet? I know Ricky Foggy's coaching the team. How do you think Ricky Foggy would handle some of your moves with the Minnesota Myth? Coaches never like that stuff. And you know what? That's too damn bad. Right? 
I don't care what Rocco Baldelli, John Hines, Kevin (laughs) O'Connell, or Chris Finch think. You know what? My job is to manage the roster. Worrying about people. Worrying about like, oh, this guy might like to live here. Well, I don't know. That's so Minnesotan too. I'm so tired of us. Oh, I love that player. Well, you know what? Take the poster down off your wall. Hang a new poster. Let's get a championship in here. Don't forget about insert coach's name here with Minnesota United, who start their season in about a month still without Who's a head the coach. We don't have one at the moment. Really? They start on. They start in late February. We do not have a head coach. Who's the um? What what's the GM called? Oh, what do they call it, GM? And do you manager. For the, are you looking for the name, or are you looking for the, what they call the general manager in soccer? In soccer. It's a gaffer. The gaffer is the coach. What's the GM called? There's a name for it. A sporting director. Really? Sporting director. I'm That's the guy that runs the... Lasso. Yep, sporting director. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm surprised we don't have a gaffer yet. I'm actually looking this up right That's now. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting multiple answers to what we call a general manager in soccer, but we'll we'll see when they start the season on 1500 ESPN and 1500ESPN.com in the Twin Cities. Will they have a new gaffer? I think time will tell. Coverage now. <laughs> I love this name, Fat Lips Junior, ninety thirty, and William Broderick. They both want to trade Brian O'Neill. There were two trade Brian O'Neills beyond that. Guys, you trading Brian O'Neill? The injured Brian O'Neill, who's twenty-eight years old. Yeah, like I, what, you, I mean, Justin. that's yeah. This is so typical. Stop. Your looks, your looks alone answered the question. Yeah, well, like nobody, I, yeah. But but if you're gonna trade a tackle, you're gonna trade Darisaw because you're gonna maximize his value. Yeah. Like I just stop with the trade. You're old, you know. Trade. Uh, why don't you trade uh, Alexander Madison? For what? Bag of pu- what's what's the equivalent in football for a bag of pucks? Like a bag well, of cones? Well, he's John Merrill. Like, yeah, just he's a whole John bunch Merrill. of cones? Like, and Brad O'Neill, don't get me wrong, is a nice player. But Jesse put it perfectly. The 28-year-old guy injured the last two years? Come on. Yeah. Your looks to that question may be the top moment in Before I Die history. You, bo- <laughs> you both looked like you were about to throw up. Jesse might actually be about to throw up, but Judd was, Judd's look was of, it together. of great Jesse disgust. Jesse put it perfectly, though. <laughs> Uh, Steven Peterson, 3564, if they re-sign Kirk, I'm going to become a Packer fan. Okay, so my question to you two, what, if anything, could make you change your Vikings allegiance to another team? I'm clear on this. I won't change my allegiance if the Lions or Jaguars beat the Vikings to winning a Super Bowl. I'll just quit watching the NFL. I'll be that offended. Wow. I couldn't do it. Yeah, the Packers, that is a one thing. I did think it's funny. I found a Detroit Lions t-shirt at Goodwill the other day when I was doing my regular thrifting, and I was just going to be like, boom, and pop it on right live during the show. I didn't because I know a lot of people are angry that I don't mind the Detroit Lions because I don't. I think the reason Detroit to me isn't as visceral as Green Bay is is because they've never really been a competitor against Minnesota, right? Like they've always just kind of, kind of been there. Like, I'm not saying that yes, they have once in a while, but they've never been a true threat to me. Like, I don't know. They're just kind of there. Jesse, I acknowledge, I think I'm way in the minority here. And it's again, it's not a dislike for Detroit. You are though. It's more of just, it's more of just jealousy and annoyance than anything. Obviously the Vikings have been to NFC championship games. So I won't really be upset or annoyed by the lions until they get to the Super Bowl. But man, if they win, that is going to be a 
bitter pill to swallow. That's yeah, I don't awful. I I don't change my allegiance. I've lived in different states. I can't change my allegiance. Like that's the that's what I was born into. Oh, sorry guys. This is what we've been given. This is our lot in life for being right. born Minnesota people. This right. we, we're fortunate enough to have pro teams. These are your teams. You can't change it. You don't get to pick and choose. I don't mind watching a Super Bowl of a team that I'm like, hey, yeah, good for them. I don't mind if they win, but I'm still gonna be a Vikings, Twins, Wolves, Wild, Lynx, United fan. Yeah, I don't get Gophers. I don't get I don't get offended. I don't get offended by the success ordinarily of teams un, unless I despise something about them. But like with the Packers, I don't despise them. I don't despise Detroit. But here's my question. If the NFC North was like a high school and or college and relationships, are the Lions a friend zone team? Yes. Yes, like, I like this. Like like they're a guy, like like they're your guy friend. They're harmless. You like them. There's no physical attraction whatsoever, and so they're friend zoned. So like you don't see them as a threat. The Packers are sort of the cool guy, and you're like I, but but, but, but a jerk though, you know. So like you don't necessarily like you're oddly attracted to that that guy, but you don't like that guy. But the Lions are just like, hey Jesse, what's going on? How how's it going today? And you're like, oh hey Lions, what's up? I'll root for you if my team's out, if my boyfriend's out. But no, but there's nothing going on there. Yeah, but that's the thing. There always is. That's when the friend sneaks in. He's like, oh your boyfriend hurts you. Let me be the shoulder to cry on, honey. <laughs> like that's a hundred percent. It happens. It happens, right? Like they'll they'll be your friend until they don't necessarily oh, have to be your friend. Be... They're always the first one ready oh. when that boyfriend disappears. It's uh, it's the friend zone kid who will try to slink his way in very, <laughs> be... very kindly. Be prepared to be oh. offended, but there is a Matt Rife bit where he talks about yes. ladies. If yes. you have a guy friend who's just a friend. He's not really your friend. What's the matter? How you doing? <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? Oh, are you crying? <laughs> yeah, it's it's Why very well crying? done. <laughs> yeah, John, I'll send it to you. It's 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 very well done. Yeah, I, uh, and it's very I, accurate. I think I'll be fine. I'm not convinced the Packers or Lions are going to win the Super Bowl, but if they do, please send help to check on me. Uh, here's the final one for Before I Die for the year of 2023-2024, season two, true detective style. Uh, Judd, I think I saved this one for you, but I know Jesse has strong takes on this, too. Nice. From Redo21, I'd like to redo 2023, if you know what I mean. God. <laughs> Let Kirk go and take that Creed garbage with him. Guys, if Kirk goes, we're going to miss Creed, aren't we? I'm going to miss it. No. Let me take you high. You know That's what? Bah, 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 bah. In all honesty, <laughs> let's not let's not uh, um, give the Vikings a ton of credit here. The reemergence of Creed, it's the Rangers, who Kirk has always liked, was the Texas Rangers. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And then the Vikings were like, "Oh, that's funny," and Kirk's like, "And so it came back because of that." So there's only one team to blame here. It ain't the Vikings. It's the Rangers. Where on the scale of musical talents is Creed versus Nickelback? Like, I need to clarify that because I think... Yeah, good question. They're the same, right? Like, are they the same? Well, personally... genres. Personally, I would go with Creed over Nickelback, but Nickelback, it's a great phenomenon. You can't find one person to admit that they listen to Nickelback, yet they sell out 20,000-seat arenas all across the country every chance they get. So... It's probably got to be Nickelback, right? 
I love me some Nickelback. It's like a thing I listen to on the way home from Wild Games. I don't know why. Maybe it's the Canadian connection. I'm not sure, but like, give me a little animals. Give me a little something in her mouth. Those Connor songs, McDavid those are songs, them, right? mind you, but I like those songs. I, I enjoy Rockstar them. was a good one. What was what was like their first big one in the late 90s? Oh, this is how. This is how you yeah, was really good. I like that as a slower tune. Didn't Nickelback play the, the uh, Heritage Classic between the Oilers and Flames? And I thought Connor McDavid was a big fan of one of those bands. I don't think they played it, but Connor McDavid announced that he liked Nickelback, and everybody was like, "Whoa, Connor McDavid okay. likes Nickelback!" And it's like and that's a very Connor McDavid thing to like. It's very remember, safe. It's very blah. a few years back. Nickel. It might be ten years ago now. Nickelback did the halftime of a Thanksgiving show in Detroit and got yes. booed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. So who falls into to that genre it's Creed, Nickelback. Who who else is in that grouping of bands that was just sort of mindless garbage? <sighs> Papa Roach, maybe. Like that? Papa Roach could be there. Would Papa Roach be in there. Three Doors Down. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Three right. Doors right. Down is Three with doors Creed. Down? Three Doors Down is with Creed later on this summer. Oh, are they? Yeah. yeah. Down. See, there you I go. I think they're. I think they're with each other at one of the casinos the same night that. Uh, Green Day and the Smashing Pumpkins roll through town. That's a oh. good night of good night of '90s nostalgia, right there. Yeah, you know what, Smashing Pumpkins. So. I love that e- era, the Nirvanas and all that. Billy Corgan's voice, I could never do. I could never get into Billy Corgan's voice. It's a love it hasn't thing. hasn't really held up all that well either. If you've heard it nope. recently, yeah, it's not horrible, but it's hasn't held up a ton. Oh, Stained would be in that. Stained. Oh in that, God, that's a yes. good one. Yes. Terrible. What was Stains? What, what, was, what was their big one? Somebody help me. What was they? They had one that I could sing to you if I remember it. Oh, that's and, okay. I can't remember. Yeah, no. Even if it's you did remember, it's it. been a while. Yeah, wasn't that yeah that's it. It's, it's been, been a while. while. Why do all those guys warble? <laughs> Why they do, do that's all it. Of those guys? They all it's, warble. It's called vocal frying in the business. I mean, do you, you the see thing. there in Godsmack too, and all of that? Like that's oh, all probably yeah. they're a little harder. I think they're a little more hardcore. Back to the remedy. But why did they do that? And who started that? I think Eddie Vedder kind of started Eddie Vedder it, did. right? But I like me some Eddie Vedder, too. So that's I was going to say, Pearl Jam was legit. Yeah. You want to know but one I of like my Eddie favorites? I like Eddie Vedder solo versus Eddie Vedder Pearl Jam. Oh, hot take. You know, hot take. You know, Pearl Jam was huge and a, an important band, 
Oh, we just lost Jesse. I mean, it was bound to happen at some point, Roscoe. We got to tell her that internet connection. She didn't get a deal at all. That was you know, not a good deal. You know, you get what you pay oh, for. Is you get she's what you back. pay for with no, internet you know, connections. That wasn't the internet. I you know, <laughs> that's the end of True Detective season two, yeah. Jesse. This yeah. is me Jessie, going Eddie Vedder exiting Pearl Jam and being like, I'm oh, look, going solo. That was my announcement. Now she's better, by the way. Look at this. We can actually see her now. And, and we could see the jersey behind her, the nice wild jersey. Oh, I hit enter on something and it, it popped me into uh-huh. the new window and took me out of here the the vocal thing is interesting i think it is eddie vetter but one of my favorite pastimes but gentlemen gentlemen guys and gals jesse judd sorry about that yeah. do anybody can do yellow lead better for karaoke because all you do is you just grab the mic and you just kind of mumble for five and a half minutes facts <laughs> wasn't yeah. that a, ten, a movie ted where he's like like hootie songs, you're just hey, I own you, and you just say the vowels, and that's that's another basically. one. An elephant's make me cry. I mean, what the what was going on? Like, just sing like a normal person. Guys. One quick story because it is our last episode because we love to have fun. Get them out. Get them out. I'm gonna say it. Once upon a time, I went to this real dive bar. There's a that's a common trend for me, guys. In case you Shocking. haven't noticed, I am yeah. in love with dive bars, and I. Um, decided that I wanted to do karaoke because there had been enough ingested in me to give me this. Not that I need a lot because I have some fun confidence in me anyway. And I was like, I'm going to do Hootie, which would have been fine, except the person before me did Hootie to a T. Just perfection. And then now I'm expected to follow this up and I can't help myself. I go into like a pretend Hootie mantra and I'm like, you and me, wake up. Like my brother was there and he still talks about it. He was like, I was mortified for you because you were still trying so hard and I went to this different zone. Needless to say, it was a memorable moment. Most people probably wish they don't have that memory of me, but I still cherish it forever. There's a happy medium when it comes to karaoke. You don't want to be in the room and there's somebody who's atrocious, but it's not appreciated when somebody comes in and just slays a Whitney Houston cover either, because that ruins it for the rest of the room. It needs to be, oh, you did choir seventh through ninth grade. You're an (laughs) adequate singer. Those are the people who should do karaoke. I like fun, but karaoke to me is just no win. I don't want to listen to to it. And and Ross is right. You don't want... Like, if you're really good, then that should be your job, so leave. And if you're really bad, I would just rather listen to a jukebox. But, of course, those are dying, and now it's all on... I mean, you used to go to a jukebox, and you could push in songs. I love that. You do have that. You've got the touch tones, though, where you can even do it from your phone, which is kind of nice. From your phone, and people... Yeah, but the problem is then people get bleep housed and override songs from... So you don't know who's (laughs) screwing with the jukebox. So you've been to uh, Bunny's when I'm there sometime. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, I've been to a lot of... uh, I also enjoy a good (laughs) dive bar, and and I know me some obnoxious. You used to, back in the old days... With the uh, jukeboxes that played CDs, if you if you got tired of like a track of songs, could go behind the jukebox and push the button to reset it, and it would wipe out all those songs. <laughs> Terrible. So this has been going on forever. This, songs I once saw. I once forever. had a friend in Chicago who got booted from a bar for doing it. That's more mean than my play of going in and. To your point, Judd, overriding all the songs and doing nothing but meatloaf songs for 45 minutes. That's what I'm pointing out. That's what I'm pointing out. That's a great way to get people. There you go. I love these meatloaf, though, too. 
first Me too. track. I've it got is an good. Track, Me a little too. Meatloaf. Mm. Huge baseball fan. He he played yep. in a bunch of uh, rotisserie baseball leagues. <laughs> the funny back thing in is, when day. I first heard "Paradise" by the Dashboard Light, I literally thought that a baseball game had interrupted the song, and I was so <laughs> confused. I was like, "Dad, why are they? What is happening right now?" And I was just totally lost because I was young. I was on my way to a basketball tournament, and he was like, "Phil Rizzuto." Uh, yeah. Scooter. That's a great, I love that sequence. Here's really. a tip for both of you, and I think maybe we've talked about this, but also for the listeners. Just Google Deadspin Meatloaf Softball. Have you ever read this article? He coached. I as he, Yeah, as he was rising to fame, or maybe he was already famous and it was between albums, he was coaching junior varsity softball, and Incredible. the stories are hilarious. Really, really good and actually a well-written and kind of heartwarming Deadspin story. So, well Ready. worth your time. Mm-hmm. He was also in Spice Girls, uh, the Spice Girls movie. He it's was their bus great driver. And, and he tells them, I love you girls. Or, and I would do anything for you, but I won't do that. A on, uh, <laughs> oh, that's song. very good. Mm-hmm. He's also great in Wayne's World. Who's playing tonight? Crucial Taunt and the Bleepin' Beatles. Oh, are they any good? No, man, they suck. Oh. <laughs> So it's not just a clever name. Oh, I love it. See, this is why you guys love us. This is why you're checking us out each and every week. But we will mercifully wrap up this week's episode again, our final episode of the season, with our, as always, Before I Dies. Time now for the Before I Die crew to give us their Before I Dies. I might actually be dying, but we're going to bust through. We're going to power through. Um, wow. I'm going to, I'll just stick in with the music thing before I die. I will freestyle with Eminem. That is a lofty goal of mine. I mean, minimally, I will meet Eminem, but I just want to have a freestyle battle with him just, just once in my life. I, I think it would be legendary. It'd be great. He is, again, the one person that I think I'd be a little starstruck, him or Dr. Dre, either way. But uh, before I die, I'll meet Eminem, maybe. It'll be at a Detroit Lions Super Bowl this year. Maybe I'll just oh, go show oh, up and be like, wow. hey, uh, what's up, man? I love you. Wow. Just dance on poor Roscoe's grave already. <laughs> I, I got I got this one. I'll fire a shot back. Before I Die, season three of Before I Die, Jesse will be off of the budget internet, and she will be back with a <laughs> reputable company. Is it so, bad? I, it looks great on my end. Actually, it's, now. It's, great. it's great now. The first uh, 40 minutes were troublesome. The last six minutes have been fantastic. You were blurry, and we're not drunk. <laughs> Why did so. you just reset? Why did you just tell me to oh, there it goes come again. back? <laughs> no, it just slowed down again. <laughs> tell the hubby. Sorry, honey, yeah. we're going to have to get the Comcast Re- back. Rework the budget, get out your Dave Ramsey books, do whatever you need to do to get yeah. the real internet back. You know, we just need more subscribers, more sponsors to toss a little money oh, to the no. Before I Die team over here, guys. That's wrong. what we're looking at. <laughs> She's not wrong. Okay, Before I Die, I am willing to pay the price for streaming. I'm willing to pay the price for cable. I understand it. It's expensive. But here is what gets fixed Before I Die, preferably within the next six months, Okay. When you're going to put something on streaming, you have to, unless I'm missing this and it's an old man moment, you have to give me the ability to flip around channels. So when I no, stream, you you're not missing surfing. it. You're not missing it, Judd. This is one of my okay. biggest complaints. But this and I'm can't 20 happen. years younger. But you got to fix this. Like this has to be fixed immediately. I'm not going to put up with four years. You need, you know what, Peacock, Netflix, all of you guys, go to town. That's awesome. You got you know good content, blah, blah, blah. But you have to put yourself within where I can 
actually flip around. So I cannot be watching the Chiefs game against the Dolphins and not have the ability during commercial breaks or halftime to flip around. I like I, I get this buffer. What yeah. the hell is that buffering? I'm not buffering. I'm buffering right now on my end, but that's because of this is on computer. That's Jesse. That's Jesse. No, that's something. Anyway, um, I seriously need this fixed and I need this fixed yeah. now. And here's because the thing. If I'm gonna pay you Get your product. Everything needs to be in the same universe. Yes. And Judd, you're right. You can do it, but it's always like a 90-second to two- or three-minute deal to get out of an yeah, app. I can't have that. To go to another app or to go to a game. I had the same frustration trying to watch the Gophers pound Bob Morris on Saturday and watch NFL playoffs. It's very annoying. Can't happen. Anyway, that's I'm, my before I die, preferably before uh, this show comes back. Next season, I will have everything I want on been decided. We're back in one. Well, if we come back, everything (laughs) in one universe, everything in one universe. No, we're we're back next year. The only question is, are all three of us back? (laughs) That's the only question. I mean, mean, it might be Vince Vaughn might replace one of us. Uh, Woody Harrelson, that Australian cat who was on the bad season two, might replace one of us. What? Who am I thinking of? The guy that was in phone the the phone booth. Uh, Colin film. Farrell. He's Colin Irish. Farrell. Yeah, he's Irish. Irish Australian. That's you know, very different. Two different countries. No, offe- no offense. The they all have accents. I didn't know which one. <laughs> well, either way, we appreciate coming back for this season. As tumultuous as it was, as painful as it was, that's why we're here. We're here for you guys. We're here trying to cheer the Vikings on to a. Super Bowl before we die, before I die. As always, thank you to Phil and Judd and everybody at Score North for allowing Roscoe and I this opportunity. Judd, thanks for joining us this season on Before I Die. It's been My fun. Pleasure. We hope all of you guys have enjoyed it. Again, we're trying to do something different here. We're trying to have a little bit of fun, bring a different approach instead of just jumping in the weeds of the X's and O's. And we're going to be honest with you. We're giving you our real takes as best we can because why? That's fun. It's sports. At the end of the day, it's a game. We're here to have fun. Uh, you know, we're not getting paid millions to have fun, but one day we probably Are you will not be. entertained? Exactly. We love you all, the good, the bad, the ugly. As always, drop your comments below. We will see you next year, but in the meantime, you can catch Judd with all of the other Score North content. You can catch Roscoe as well with all of the other Score North content and myself frequenting uh, Judd's Hockey Show and then Bar Down Beauty is my bread and butter over there on YouTube and Spotify. Anything I'm missing, boys? Any final parting words on, on your behalves? No, thank you, thank you, thank you to the listeners. Thank you for the YouTubers for commenting. Thank you for those listening via audio and always rating and reviewing kindly for uh, Purple Daily and Score North. We appreciate it. Thank you, Jesse. It's It's been fun to be at your guidance all year long. No, thank you, guys. I'd like to thank both of you. I mean, this has been a, it's a great opportunity. I think we should go now before we... I think we're getting crying. insincere, Judd. We've made it, Jesse. We've made it. Yeah, that was very insincere. You got that. All right, guys. Bye. Uh, Until then, Skull. I almost said Skull Wild. Skull Vikings. Fun. Fun. Fun season. Or not so fun in Hennepin County.